on episode 382 of Nintendo Switchcraft, a very portable dock has been kickstarted. What will people make next in Mario Maker 2? And more thoughts on the SN30 Pro Plus. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hi, this is Ralph, and you're listening to Bill, Mr. Forgetful himself, getting distracted by shiny things on Nintendo Switchcraft. Welcome back to Switchcraft, your source for all of the Nintendo news. It is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. You can tune in live on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. And starting now and moving forward, this is something new that I'm going to try. I just want to see how the numbers are going to work out. Uh, I'm going to be uh, doing the Saturday stream on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. Uh, I don't know how long I'm going to do this for, but today I'm recording this uh, over on my YouTube channel live with uh, with the live chat. So there's that. Uh, let's see. This episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like Chris G. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining us over at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. You can also leave a voicemail. For the show by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail, just like we had at the beginning of the show. From any device, you can go to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail, and I may even play it on the show. All right, uh, just a reminder, I'll be at Dragon Con at the end of the month. Uh, if you're going to be in the Atlanta, Georgia area, make sure that you swing by and go to the panels. And if you want more information about the panels that I will be on, go to runjumpstomp.com slash dragon con let's get started on nintendo news All right, let's start off by talking about the Genki Covert Dock for the Nintendo Switch. This is something that is on Kickstarter, and oh my god, this thing is absolutely blowing up. I'm very interested in this device myself. I did reach out to them and said, hey, can I get a review copy to try out so I can talk about it on my show? And they did reply, and they said, sorry, we don't have... um, uh, review copies because we don't actually have anything other than the prototype at this point. Uh, but you know, uh, I, I still wanted to t- uh, tell people about it because this thing looks really, really cool. Uh, again, it's called the Genki Covert Dock for the Nintendo Switch. I don't know why they call it the Covert Dock, but overall, I think the thing looks pretty cool. Uh, the the uh, Basically, you plug it into the wall. I'm looking for... Oh, you know what? I don't need the... Where's the picture here? Uh, There's a picture on the screen that is finally useful. Uh, So this thing is very, very small. You plug it into the wall, right? And then you plug a USB-C cord that goes from, um, from this dock to the Nintendo Switch... And then you also plug an HDMI cord into this. Everything is on the wall, okay? 
uh, everything's on the wall, but then you plug um, an HDMI cord into your TV and into this, and basically you are getting the same benefits of the dock. Now, I know early, early on in the, um, in the, in the, in this lifetime, lifetime, that's not the word I'm looking for. Early on in the history, I guess, of the Nintendo Switch, we ran into an issue where there was a third-party dock that bricked Nintendo Switches. And who knows if this is going to do the same thing. Like, that makes me very, very nervous. I don't I don't want to uh, try anything. However, this is using USB-C, all right? And this is very, very important. The idea that it's using USB-C uh, is is uh, important. However, Door to Door Geek in chat is saying that Nintendo uses a non-standard USB-C. That is not something that I knew about. Um, so, while I think that this is cool, I also think that it's definitely something that you want to. I well, uh, listen. The Kickstarter is going bananas. This thing is definitely getting funded. Uh, they had a goal of $50,000, and right now they're at 612824 And every time I load up this page, that number's going up. Uh, in fact, it's going up right now as I'm looking at it. So, uh, you know, this is definitely going to get funded. This is definitely going to be something that you will be able to buy in the future. But what I would recommend is unless you have an extra switch that you are willing to throw money away on testing it, I would honestly wait. I would wait and find out from, uh, you know, from ever. I'm not going to get one unless they send me a review copy because honestly, I don't really have a good use for this. I only wanted a review copy so that I could talk about it on the show. Um, I don't have a use for this. I've got a dock in... Uh, the room across from me. I've got a dock downstairs. Every TV that's in my house, I have a dock on. So there's no use for me on this outside of maybe, maybe uh, going like to a hotel, which I really don't do that often. So I don't have a use for this. However, I understand there's a lot of people that do. And if this is something that you, uh, that would be very, very useful to you, I personally wouldn't back it until I have uh, heard from a lot of people that that this is safe and that they've used it on their switch and then it would re- work really really well and that you don't have to um, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, Perry David Van Dillen in chat says I would trust them over a lot of other companies, but still concerned and and I am concerned as well. Um, in fact, I'm looking through this. I don't know if there's anything in on this site that says anything about uh, the fact that it is uh, guaranteed safe for your Nintendo Switch. I would assume that it is if they're, I don't know. It, is, it says here, okay, it says here, using quality components throughout the docking seems... Using quality components throughout the docking keeps the switch happy. Um, it is a USB IF certified USB 3.1 uh, cable. So, you know, it, it seems like it makes a lot of sense. They say our engineer Andrew wrote an in depth article on the causes of bricking and has even been picked up by our Ars Technica. Essentially, it's caused by poor components overloading the M92 T36 chip 
it sounds like a Terminator or something, um, which manages the docking and power of the switch. When damaged, the switch cannot be charged, but fortunately, the chip is replaceable and your save progress is unharmed. Uh, then they said... To maximize reliability, we made sure not to skimp on parts. We've configured the covert dock, I hate the name by the way, uh, to use only standard switch charging profiles when used with the console and conform to PD standards for other USB-C devices. We've worked closely with experts in this field, including producers of the official switch AC adapter, engineers of various docks and the market, including Insignia, and the developers behind the reputable PD and GAN technologies, uh, Navitas. We've selected premium components and are getting global certification for complete protection for you and your devices. We have a dedicated chip to manage and prevent overcurrent slash voltage productions, overheating, overpowering, and short circuits. Additionally, we've made it possible to update the firmware so that we can maintain compatibility when the unlikely event that the switch docking protocol changes through firmware updates and new hardware revisions. Okay, I've changed my mind. This sounds like they have gone above and beyond all of the worries that I had about it. Just reading that, they clearly have put a lot of thought into this. And I think that while I still would like, I mean, I would probably risk it because... I'm a I'm a Nintendo podcaster, and as a Nintendo podcaster, I like to talk about this stuff. Uh, I would probably risk it. In fact, I may actually back this project now after reading all of that, although I still don't really have a use for this. I would like to be able to talk about it. Um, how much is this thing? Well, I'm scrolling back up, and if I want to back this project, it is $59 or more. Uh, so if you want to... Uh, there's 124 early birds left. Uh, so $59 or more to convert the Doc Global Ops early bird. Uh, and that is going to uh, estimate a delivery 2019. Uh, you can also uh, spend more uh, $69 to if you miss out on the early bird stuff. But I don't know. I, I think just based on reading what they wrote there, it makes a lot of sense that I, I believe that uh, they'll probably do doing the right thing here. Uh, Perry David says, back it and then do a giveaway after your review. That is a possibility that I may consider. Uh, 60 bucks for something that I'm really not going to use is, is, is a kind of a painful, uh, painful one to take on the chin. But uh, anyway, what do you guys think? Did any of you back the uh, Genki Covert Doc? If you did, let me know in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube or you can uh, get a hold of me on Twitter at runjumpstomp or email me runjumpstomp at gmail.com. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll hear from a sponsor. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about a probably the most clever uh, Mario Maker level uh, that I have ever heard of. Be right back. <laughs> All right, we are back. And uh, oh my God, this thing is really, really cool. Uh, somebody has gone through and made a ridiculously cool-looking level uh, in Mario Maker 2. I, I ended up downloading it and trying it out, and it is very rad. I haven't finished it yet just because I didn't have time before the show. Like, literally, 
I was going to make a video on it last night and I got distracted and didn't end up making the video. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to do it this morning. And then I got distracted and didn't end up making the video. And then it came time to do the podcast. And I was like, okay, I need to at least try this level out before I can talk about it. Uh, So I tried the level for about 10 minutes. It's really, really interesting. And very. what they've done here is incredible. And I can't believe the creativity that 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 somebody has come up with in order to make this happen. So what exactly did they do? Um, If you are watching, you'll obviously be able to see what I'm talking about. If you're just listening, then I will describe exactly what's on the screen here. Uh, So if you are an old, old person like me, and many of you are, um, good good job for living this long. Um, If you're old like me, you remember playing first-person dungeon crawlers. And one of the cool things about first-person dungeon crawlers is just the immersion that you felt as you were going through these dungeons and you're seeing what your character would see. Uh, so the the brilliance of this is they set up the whole thing like an old-school dungeon crawler and you control it using a, uh, Luigi over on the right-hand side of the screen. So... On the top left of the screen, you see a first-person view of what uh, apparently Luigi would see if he's in this dungeon. Underneath that, you've got a thing that that uh, spelled out in bricks that you're on the first floor or second floor or whatever. And then um, to the right of the first floor, second floor, whatever, you have a map layout that shows you with a red block where you are, and then a bunch of blue outline blocks of the different rooms that you can go to. And in order to go from one room to the other, uh, Luigi can either drop down and go through doors or jump up and go through doors sometimes or pipes sometimes or go to the left or go to the right, uh, through pipes in order to move from one room to the next and sometimes you won't be able to go through a pipe and instead you will uh, have like one of those little little walls that has the the arrows pointing towards it that keep you from crossing it or you can only go one way Um, but overall I have got to say uh, I played it for a little while it's very very impressive Uh, there's a few boss rooms that are available in it as well and uh, you will you know you go in and I like they're, I'm showing uh, on the video right now where they're fighting against uh, Wiggler. I, I think they're called Wigglers. They're the little uh, centipede-looking things that uh, turn red and get mad and you can't kill. Uh, but like they're showing that. And I ended up having to fight something else. I can't remember what it was, but uh, I used a POW block to kill it. And then it gives you a key. Uh, and then you, you get these three red keys, which then you can use to unlock... Uh, whatever room has uh, a door in it. I don't want to say anything more about uh, the gameplay itself other than, oh my God, this is the most brilliant thing that I've ever seen done in Mario Maker. And it's just incredibly impressive. Um, the the creativity that some people um, uh, display. For example, I, I'm done talking about the first-person dungeon crawler. For example, I was I was uh, playing uh, Mario Maker the other day, and I had a viewer, I was streaming it, and I had a viewer come in, and they were like, hey, try this level. And I was like, all right, I'll try the level. So I loaded it up, 
and they had made this incredibly cool uh, level that was supposed to be like a Zelda ice castle thing. And I, I tweeted it out. So if you follow me on Twitter, you probably have seen me tweet this. But if not, go to Run Jump Stomp on Twitter and you can scroll through my recent tweets and you'll see one where I I think it was a, I, I, a Mario Maker screenshot that I had tweeted and it has the code in the screenshot. And it's absolutely one that you should check out. It's just Mario Maker is that game that I think needs to be on every single Nintendo Switch because you can play this game for infinity. You can play it forever. Everybody needs to have this game. Uh, is it my favorite game? No, Breath of the Wild is my favorite game. I personally feel that Breath of the Wild is the greatest game ever made. However, I would say that there's a lot of people that that greatest game ever made would not appeal to. Whereas I feel like Mario Maker 2, there's something there for everybody. There's something, absolutely something there for everybody. And if you are a fan of Mario games, even a little, then you owe it to yourself to pick up Super Mario Maker 2, uh, even if you don't plan on making any levels. Because for me, I don't plan on making any levels ever. I'm not interested in making Mario Maker levels. I just don't find it very fun, and I'm honestly not very good at it. So I would recommend that this, you know, if anybody were to ask, Bill, do you think you could get you would get Mario Maker if it's just for playing other people's levels, then I would say absolutely. Although keep in mind, I'm pretty sure you can't play other people's levels unless you have Nintendo Switch Online. So make sure that you also have Nintendo Switch Online. And that costs $20 a year. Uh, but Super Mario Maker 2 is easily... Uh, it might be game of the year this year uh, for me. It's just so fantastic. And uh, I, I, I have a hard time not recommending it to anybody and you know like i said you can get the game and play other people's levels there's a lot of levels out there how many levels bill well nintendo of america just tweeted out uh thanks to all super mario maker 2 creators for uploading more than 4 million i'm sorry i can't read apparently more than 5 million courses combined here are just a couple worth checking out. Share your courses, and you might see them highlighted here. Uh, and then they showed off two courses, which I am going to try out at some point in the near future. Uh, so if you want a link to this tweet, go to runjumpstomp.com. This is episode 382, and follow the links in the show notes. Or you could just follow Nintendo America, at Nintendo America on Twitter. Uh, but they post a lot of stuff, so it might be hard to find. But... Uh, if you want to check out those two levels, make sure that you do. Uh, this thing is, it's a wonderful game. And with 5 million courses in the game, that's just crazy to me. I think it's just awesome. And I'm very, very happy that Mario Maker 2 is such a hit. Because that means I can keep playing Mario for, well, forever. All right. I want to talk about uh, the SN30 Pro plus which i just almost dropped the sn30 pro plus uh it's hard for me to hold on to right now because it's plugged in and the, that's a pretty short wire that it comes with and it's plugged into my computer right now and that's because i want to talk about the software that came with it so if you listen to the last episode or if you watch the last episode i talked about my initial impressions with the sn30 pro plus which is this 
uh, Pro Controller, <clears throat> which is exactly what the Switch sees it as. It's a Pro Controller uh, from the company 8-Bit Doe. Now, I have heard wonderful things about the 8-Bit Doe controllers uh, in the past. I've also heard issues with their Joy-Con, or not Joy-Cons, um, D-Pad. I've heard a lot of people complain about their D-Pads. Uh, but I ended up buying one. It came out yesterday and I spent a couple hours streaming on Twitch. Just like the, the Twitch chat was saying, Hey, Bill, try this game, try that game. What do you think about this? Asking questions about a bunch of other stuff. And I talked about it on the show yesterday, but what I didn't talk about is the software. So let's take a look at the software, which I've got running on my, uh, screen right now. And if you are uh, listening to the podcast, I'm going to describe what what I'm seeing. And if you're watching this on YouTube, then obviously you can just see it yourself. Uh, so I loaded up the software, the 8-Bit Doe Ultimate software. Uh, first off, uh, they didn't register their installer with Windows. So when I installed this, it was like, hey, are you sure you want to install this? Because this could be bad stuff. Uh, and I said, yeah, I'm sure. Let me get it installed. Uh, so I got it installed. And uh, I plugged in my my controller, and sure enough, it popped right up. And I want to talk about the things that you can adjust on this. So first off, you can remap any button on this thing. Now, personally, I like to have the buttons do the things. Like, I want to hit the X button and know that that's X button. So when they say X, I, and hey, look, you guys know. On, a, uh, on an Xbox controller, on a PlayStation controller, on a Nintendo controller, the X button is in a different place on all three of them. So when a video game, and I, and I play on all different controllers, and when a video game says press X, I have to look down. <laughs> so I always look down and see where it is because uh, I, can't, I can't remember all the time. Uh, so I like that. I, I want to have it so that when I press X, it always presses X. Uh, and that's what they have for switch mode, but they also have X input mode. And with X input mode, it basically, it swaps the AB and the XY so that it's like a, um, uh, like an Xbox controller. And I can understand why somebody would want that. But for me, I don't think I would want that because I want the B button to be the B button. Now, where this turns into an issue is if I'm using this on a PC and, you know, it, it tells me to push the B button and then they sometimes they'll put the four buttons on the screen and they'll highlight the bottom one and I'll go to hit the bottom one, but that's not the B button. That's the A button on a Xbox controller. So it can be a little confusing, but you've got two modes, either X-Put or uh, Switch mode, and you can change what those buttons do right in the uh, in the 8-Bit uh, Doe Ultimate software. All right, then we've got the sticks. All right, so the sticks, uh, it, it shows like a zoomed-in picture of the controller, and you can move the sticks around, and it shows exactly how much. And then on the right-hand side, we've got the left stick and right stick, and we've got a 0 and 100. And I can, I can adjust the left stick, and I can bring the... Uh, I'm going to make it so that the 100% is that halfway... Um, uh, halfway across. So now the full throw, I don't need to do the full throw to get the, the left stick out to 100%. So as you can see, if you're watching the video, if I go halfway out, it says it's at 100% now. So I don't have to go quite as far. Now, personally, 
that is, what does that mean? It means that the the sticks are way more sensitive and that they don't have as much wiggle room uh, as you would otherwise. For me, I cannot ever see a, uh, a situation where I would want to have my uh, the sticks be more sensitive uh, because that means that you lose some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You would lose some fine control, uh, that, that you otherwise have by making the sticks more sensitive. Something else that you can do, uh, is invert your X and, uh, invert your Y on either stick or both sticks, and you can swap the sticks. So if there's a game that you're playing that you really like, but you don't like where they put the sticks, you can swap those if you want. And then, excuse me, uh, so you can swap the sticks and hit sync to controller. And then when you plug it into your switch, the right stick would be the left stick and the left stick would be the right stick. And that would be really confusing. Uh, Perry David is saying remapping can be super super helpful in some situations, but it does have limited use. And for the... I can give you a perfect example where remapping would be really good, but I personally wouldn't like it. Uh, Like I said, I like to see the prompt on the screen and then look at the controller and make and do whatever it says because I'm bad at games. Uh, But a friend of mine who likes Breath of the Wild, but he can't stand the way that the controls are mapped. uh, He would really benefit from he just can't get his head around because he doesn't play on Switch that often. So when he goes to play Breath of the Wild and you know, he goes to hit this button to jump, and that's not the jump button on Breath of the Wild. You could then force it to allow you to make that the jump button, if that makes sense. So I can see why people would do that. Uh, Gaming Canary in chat says, if I already own a pro controller, would this controller be rec- still be recommended? I don't know. Um, I like it a lot. I think it's it's more comfortable than the pro controller. The, the jury is still out on this. And the reason the jury is still out on this for me is because I need more time to make my decision. So I'm not going to answer that question yet, Gaming Canary. But thank you uh, for uh, asking. All right. Uh, you can also, there's another tab called Trigger Tab. And if you're watching, you can see as I'm slowly pulling the trigger back, it is slowly adjusting how much I'm pulling because this definitely has analog triggers. Now, analog triggers don't do anything on the Switch, so that doesn't really matter. However, if you're using this on other platforms as well, I can then make the left trigger um, go... Oh, that's not the left trigger. I can make the left trigger... I've got those same sliders to increase the sensitivity, and so I can I can make it so that if I even touch the left trigger at all, it's at 100% automatically, at 100% really hard for me to get anything other than a hundred percent on the left trigger. Um, and I can set it back out to a hundred percent or, or uh, full, full scent, um, less sensitivity, more, uh, fine control. Uh, you can also swap the triggers if you want. So you can make the left trigger, the right trigger and the right trigger, the left trigger. Overall, I think it's really, really cool. Uh, would I, uh, would I use this? Probably not. I don't I don't have a use for it, e- even a little, but I know that there's probably people out there who would come up with a use for it. You, it has two vibration motors in it, one on the left, one on the right. You get to decide if you want them on or off. Holy cow. Uh, I turned it on and off real quick, and that's what it was. that noise was. Uh, you get to decide if you want the left one off and just the right one on. Why anybody would do this, 
I don't know. If you have ideas, let me know in the comments below or email me or whatever. And then you have macros. Now, I went through and I made a macro, but let me, I'm, I'm just going to explain how to make macros in this. So if I need to make a macro, I can hit the plus button, right? Not on the controller in the software. I, there's a plus button. And then I can say, okay, when I hit, when I click in the left stick, I want that to do um, down, down, back, oh, uh, down, and then I add it, and then down, back, and I add it, and then back, and I add it, and then B, and I add it. And then I hit enter, and now it's got that macro in there. And what would I use that for? Well, I'm gonna, I'm on my testing profile, and you can have different profiles for this, which is kind of cool. So I'm gonna disconnect my controller. I don't need it, uh, the software open anymore. And I am going to switch over, get it switch. I'm gonna switch over to my Nintendo Switch, get that thing turned on. And I'm gonna load up a game. Um, let's hit home. I'm gonna load up a game real quick. And I'm just, if you're listening to this, I apologize, but I'm just gonna show you guys something real quick. Let me turn that way down. Uh, and I'll talk about it while this is loading. But basically, I've now set it up so that when I hit the left stick, it's gonna do the motion for uh, Ryu's, uh, whatever his kick is where he, where he jumps around and uh, does the spinny kick. What is that thing called? I can never remember. I also had previously set up a macro so that if I pull the right trigger, R2, and these are not anything that I would actually use, but uh, if I hit the right trigger and um, it would automatically uh, throw his fireball. Uh, so now it, I'm using, I can't remember what, what, what game is this again? This is Street Fighter 2 Ultra, the final challengers. This came out a while back. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I wouldn't use this because I think that that's kind of boring. Door to door geek is saying, look, so uh, is saying it's called the hurricane kick. But now all I, in order to throw the fireball, it's just one button press, which is fine. Um, but you know, it's 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 something. And let's try the. And now I'm just I'm clicking the button in and I'm doing my hurricane kick. So. It works really well. The macros are, are working great. And overall, do I recommend this controller? I can't say yes yet. And the reason the reason why I can't say yes yet is because I just, I need more time with it. But I've shown you all of the features of it. And now you can make uh, the decision yourself as to whether or not uh, you should um, use this uh, controller. And I'm sure that I will talk about it more in the future. Uh, that actually took a lot longer than I thought it was going to. I I am hitting 30 minutes, but what I'm going to do is I only have one piece of feedback, so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, take a break. Oh, by the way, sponsors. Um, what I've been doing in the past is is doing one sponsor break in the middle, but that means it's longer because I do multiple sponsors. Uh, and what I'm thinking about doing, and you guys let me know what you like better. Uh, runjumpstomp at gmail.com is, you know, still doing multiple sponsors because, hey, you know, I got to pay the bills, uh, but still doing multiple sponsors, but instead spreading them out over the show. So the, the sponsor breaks are shorter. Uh, so you guys let me know what you think. And this is what it's going to be like now. So we're going to listen to our sponsors and then we'll come back when you hear from feedback. Have you played Atari today? 
Before we get to the feedback, I want to take just one second and say Hello Games is interested in bringing No Man's Sky to the Switch. That is something that is the headline, and a lot of people are grabbing onto that, but but people uh, probably didn't read the article. The article actually says, we're going to focus on what we're already doing right now. We would love to bring it to the Switch, but we don't have the resources to, to do that right now. So uh, don't expect No Man's Sky to come to the Switch anytime soon. All right, I got an, uh, a YouTube comment from Robert Higgins. He said, this is a case of, and he's talking about the SN30 Pro Plus. Uh, he said, this is a case of so close, but so far. I sadly sold my SN30 Pro, not the Pro Plus, the Pro. That's the one that didn't have the little little wings on it, I think. Uh, um Soon after purchase, as the D-pad was constantly registering button presses incorrectly. Hopefully, it's been fixed with this Pro Plus variation, but I'm leaving it this time. Soon after I sold my SN30 Pro, I purchased a G-Bros adapter. Uh, If you don't know what that is, excuse me, it is this weird little uh, G-Bros... Gosh, I can't even describe it. I think it's purple G-Bros adapter. There we go. Uh, it's also by 8-bit though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. I was right about this. It's this little purple thing. It looks like GameCube purple and you can hook various controllers into it and then it gives you a wireless connection to the switch. Now I thought about getting one of these, but I, I eventually decided I'm not going to get one of these. And the reason is because <laughs> here's the thing they don't tell you is you see this wire right here. If you're listening, there's a short little wire that they're showing in the picture. Guess what? That wire is like six feet long, right? So now you've got a six feet of wire um, hooked up to this thing. And it's just kind of, I don't know. I, I don't think personally that it's something that I would be interested in. However, if uh, if this is working for our, our listener, uh, Robert, listener Robert, uh, then, you know, by all by all means, that's awesome. Uh, anyway, he purchased the G-Bros adapter. He hooked up his Wii Pro controller and it was perfect. So there you go. Thank you very much for the comment. And uh, don't forget, leave comments down below if you're listening on YouTube or get a hold of me on Twitter at runjumpstomp or send me an email, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can also, uh, if you're looking for ways to support the show, you can uh, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And for more content like this, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash shows. The music you're hearing right now is Cornaria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. It's awesome. You're awesome. Thanks for listening and watching. And uh, you know what? Stay awesome, everybody. I'll see you next time.